What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are now into games that count. The games are now starting this coming weekend where they're going to actually count for Orange County. We're so excited. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a bunch more. We got a guest coming on later on on the show. So we're going to have fun. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters, I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm taking you through this wonderful journey as we talk about the season opener for Orange County Soccer Club. But first, we got to talk about one last preseason match that happened or occurred this past weekend. Joining me, as they do pretty much each and every episode, to take us through this journey are two gentlemen tonight. Uh, let's bring first on the, the one that's been with us since day one. That's Dylan from Counterline Coalition. Dylan, how you doing, man? I'm I'm not too bad. Um, it's a new background, like every week now, but I'm glad to be here as always. Apologies about the hair as well. Uh, whatever. Glad to be here. There's nothing wrong with your hair, man. Don't worry about it, man. I'm all like frumpy too. Uh, I was just it's talking to Dylan. Alan, Alan doesn't even know this yet. I was uh, trying to build a table set that we just got today. Um, at least get the table built and. Um, at least one chair built because tomorrow is our trash day. We have a big pickup coming in to pick up our old table. And one of my sons actually works, does like his classwork at the kitchen table. So I needed to try and put something together tonight. So I'm a little hot right now. doesn't help that uh, our studio here has no air conditioning or I can't turn on a fan because I don't want it to be too noisy while I'm talking to y'all. Uh, let's also though welcome uh, the man down in San Diego, the man that you can hear on many uh, USL and soccer-based podcast here in the United States. That's Alan down in San Diego. Alan, how's it going down in San Diego? Uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, we uh, got home a little bit late tonight, uh, so it was a little bit of scrambling to uh, get ready for my earlier podcast, straight into this one. So I am excited to preview uh, a matchup against Tacoma, which I did in the previous podcast, because San Diego plays Tacoma on Thursday. So uh, excited to talk some Orange County. I'm glad that Orange County is getting started uh, to see what they look like actually on the pitch playing some matches that are for realsies. Yeah, I was, I was going to talk about that as we get further into the podcast is sort of a double Tacoma weekend for you, Alan. Uh, first San Diego takes on Tacoma and then Orange County is doing that over the weekend. Uh, but before we get to that and talking about the upcoming match, the the season opener for Orange County, let's talk about the final preseason match, which occurred this past weekend. Uh, it was the season ticket holder event, allowing them to come out and watch the game live. Uh, first time, what, in over a year uh, for these fans, Dylan? Can you, uh, you were there because you are 
what are you trying to it was 427 days since the last time dylan had county had i want to see dylan's calendar i want to see his calendar with those check marks each day circling the big date um let me just ask you this before we even talk about that game dylan uh, let me know what was it like for the fans walking into that stadium for the first time in over a year. Um, I'm sure you got to speak to some of the fans. You you know many of the fans, especially the the hardcore uh, supporters, season ticket holders, and whatnot. What was what was the uh, feeling from those fans walking into that stadium? Um, I'm perhaps a bad journalist and maybe a little bit too um, emotional about it but it was actually really special to be able to like walk into the stadium and know that people were going to be there um and that there was actually gonna be something of an atmosphere within the fence um i see andy um says it's just like heaven and that's kind of how it felt like i was i was giddy i was like okay i need to calm down um because if security and like the club staff see this this gentleman like skipping towards the gates thinking like all right what's wrong with this guy um but it was really special and i think the player is like really responded to that as well. Um, they've said as much in the past, but they looked like they had a little bit more to give as a result. Yeah, we, we've heard from many of the players on this team throughout the uh, COVID craziness, 2020, and even to preseason this year, of how difficult it's been playing without fans in the seats. Um, they have, and even the club has shown appreciation to those fans that tried to do their best to hang around the fence and make some noise, but it's definitely not the same as having fans in the seats right on top of the field. Uh, the players can definitely hear that a, a lot more than the sounds coming from outside the stadium. I know Alan, you weren't at this match. Neither was I Dylan was the only one there, but I want to ask you just, you know, knowing what we know about this team, what we've, you know, we've talked to the players throughout this past, you know, 13, 14 months, uh, how excited are for, are you to have the fans back in the stadiums? Uh, I know San Diego is going through similar stuff um, to, to get the fans into the stadiums. How, how excited are you as not just a podcaster that covers soccer, but a fan? I mean, that's the reason we all do this. We're fans of this sport. Um, how excited is it for you? Yeah, I think the thing, one of the things that really drew me to soccer as a sport was the, the ambiance at the stadiums like the atmosphere that fans create at a soccer match is significantly different than pretty much any other sport in america uh, i would maybe say college football is kind of similar where like there's bands playing there's music going there's like i'm part of the match in a way that it doesn't really happen that's what was really exciting about soccer was just that atmosphere that party atmosphere Everyone's invested. They're really cheering nonstop. They're singing, they're drumming or not, depending on what country you watch. But just that atmosphere they're able to create around these teams really feel like the fans bring an element um, that really pushes teams forward, that can change momentum in a match in a way that uh, like baseball doesn't do this unless you're watching like um, – World Baseball Classic does this a little bit where there's a little bit of the that element to it as well, where it's the fans feel like they're part of that community. And it, like I said, it was really what, what brought me to soccer as a fan is just that electric atmosphere that soccer fans bring to stadiums. Uh, I think the players can hear it um, and it does really, it can make a difference in a match. Uh, so I really, uh, I'm really looking forward to having that atmosphere back. It was intense being at some of these games without fans and hearing all of the shenanigans happening on the pitch. It was a little bit 
uh, intense. But I think just having that that spirit back, that community back, those uh, elements that make the team have a certain character about them, it, it it's definitely what's been missing. So let me uh, jump back to you, Dylan, because again, you're the one that was actually at the match against Ventura Fusion. Um, give us, uh, let me let me know this: did the the fans in attendance did they bring that energy? Um, did you see that energy from them at this match? I'm not going to say that all of them did, of course, because um, not everyone's the Counterline Coalition. And I'm not going to take credit for that because I actually didn't stand on the Counterline Coalition. I was just chatting up with some people I haven't seen in a few months, um, and I'm looking forward to being with them uh, in a couple weeks. But I think like that, that excitement that I talked about walking in was kind of, I think, the excitement that maybe everyone had. Um, and as a result, the second anything was happening, they were really into it um so goal goes in and they're excited you know it, it doesn't matter if they're singing a song um for someone's name or if they're just hey the guys in black and orange scored um they were they were really thrilled um and it was it was really special i mean it doesn't take a lot of people in that stadium to make it a good atmosphere um and even with the tiny tiny amount of people that were there on saturday night it was it was really really nice. Um, Dylan, can you give us a couple just sort of key highlights or key things that you saw uh, during this match that uh, fans that didn't attend or fans across the country that had no chance of watching this uh, uh, will be excited to hear about or might anticipate to see during the season? Yeah, um, there's so much to kind of break down from this match. Obviously, it was a six 0 victory, so there was a lot going on. Um, I don't think that Orange County is going to rely as heavily on Michael Orozco and Rob Kiernan as they have in the past. Um, I think we, I mean, for those of us that are around in 2019, um, Michael Orozco was signed and he was a big signing. Like he made a massive impact and a massive change to the way this team played. And Robbie Kiernan was the same way when we signed him um, pretty quickly, big impact um, and changed kind of the way we can play. We can play out through the back. Um, and when Hayden Quinn was next to him, we had two guys that could, ping a ball forward. Um, they almost were invisible in this match in a really great sense of like, they're your center backs and they weren't really asked to do anything, um, which is special and seems so, so rare in 2020 and especially in 2019. Um, beyond that, I think Brent Richards is an absolute baller and it's so clear as to why he was so crucial to that Reno team. Again, he made over a hundred appearances for that team and it's very, very short existence. Um, uh, Ronaldo Damas is very good. Um, for those of us that were around in 2018, we might remember Vinicius, who, I mean, he scored a couple goals and he provided a different kind of thing for our team. But um, Ronaldo Damas, you can see why he was the golden boot winner. He is something special. He's very good, even out on the wing. Um, and he is not afraid to throw himself into something. Beyond that, Inavoldson and uh, Adam John, they seem to be getting along pretty well. They play together pretty well. And both of them seem like they are like just absolutely in it to win it. Um, so it's probably not great if you're a young player, like the one we're going to have later on and you're, you're hoping to get into that space. But man, for us fans, this is going to be a special year, I think. And I, and I think, you know, the sentiment around the league, I think there's a lot of experts around the league that are looking at this Orange County roster and, and, and are, uh, have, have said that Orange County is a sneaky, a sneaky good team, right? Um, they're not going to have the flashy stars uh, as far as the, 
the money spending that you have out of a Phoenix or some of the other teams, but uh, the team has built a really, really solid um, core group of, of players. And I think when you look at some of those youngsters, uh, they're going to get some opportunities this season because of some of those congested months. There's going to be times where we're going to have to rely um, here and there, um, either if it's uh, a, a random start here and there, or just coming off the bench and giving a good 10, 15 minutes uh, to help keep the pressure on. So that that's going to be an interesting thing to thing to see this season as well. Um, I appreciate your take on, on the match. And for those of you that are, are watching live and sharing some of the other highlights that you saw from the match, um, we did see um, Andy, super fan Andy, um, agree with you on your uh, analysis on Brent Richards. Um, his, his exact words are hell yes. Uh, so that's a pretty awesome thing. I also know uh, when you talk about Ronaldo Damas, uh, I, I saw on social media um, either I can't remember if it was on like the count uh, the fan discord or Facebook page or where it was, but, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying, uh, Ronaldo Damas is fast. Um, and I think, uh, a, a lot of people are going to get to see that this year. We saw some of that in the preseason games where he can use some speed. Um, it's going to come into play sort of like maybe what we saw out of, um, uh, Vinicius, uh, a, a couple seasons back where he was sort of that super energetic sub off the bench. I think maybe Ronaldo can fit into that role. Um, do you think that is a possibility? Uh, I'm going to ask this to both of you guys. So whoever wants to go first is, is Ronaldo sort of that two year ago or two years again, uh, later replacement for Vinicius. I don't think so. Um, I was actually talking to, um, Chad Romtady, who are we going to be very familiar with? Oh, thanks Andy. Um, I am very excited about the season. I, I, harbored my doubts after that low dose game, if I'm honest. Um, and I know it was really the trialist that kind of let the three goals in, but still, um, wow, he's, he's different. I was talking to Chad and he just said, you know what? Um, he said he had asked Braden Cloutier if he was kind of going to be the new Vinicius. And he said, no, he's going to get starts and uh, he deserves to play. And I think that's really fair because, um, I don't think it's fair to ask a, an almost 30 year old Darwin Jones um, to make it the entire course of a season, especially 90 minutes every three, four days. Um, so I can really see Ronaldo Damas like having a much, much bigger role. Um, and I think he deserves to, especially after Saturday night's performance. Thoughts on it, Alan? Yeah, I think um, it get, just gives you some opportunities to maybe spell DJ a little bit. Uh, you can even start him and bring DJ in in a sub. Um, we've seen League One guys come up and make some noise in USL Championship. Uh, so it's not like this guy is coming from kind of unknown. This guy has performed really well at the previous level. Um, and pulling for some experience with San Diego, we brought in Grant Stoneman last year, the back line, and he was absolutely dynamite. Uh, you wouldn't have thought that at the beginning of the season, but he was kind of that glue that stepped in when Joe Greenspan went down. Uh, so I think giving Ronaldo that opportunity um, to be a starter, to earn that spot in the team and and solidify his spot in the field, not just this season, but for seasons to come. Uh, really talented kid. Uh, yeah, Stoneman uh, did come from Lansing. Um, and I, I think he's ready to make that next step and he's hungry to prove it because uh, a kid like that, uh, you want to give those opportunities to be successful. He's 21. Um, so and, and this is one of those things with Orange County is you're going to bring in those, these younger guys, give them an opportunity to perform. And uh, if they do well, they're going to move on. 
Uh, and that's kind of what you want with this kid is you want to see him at that next level. Um, he's dangerous. He's uh, he's <laughs> super quick uh, and maybe even more skilled than Vinicius was. And I think he's going to be quickly become a fan favorite uh, and he's going to start seeing starts. You might see his name on the back of a few kits by the end of the season. Uh, I think the, the ceiling is high with him uh, and he is a goal scorer. So uh, I think he'll work his way in. And if he doesn't, it's just because he wasn't performing. Uh, he's going to earn his spot for sure. I think we should all probably brush up on our French um, as apparently he speaks very, very little English. So um, you that's know. all on you, Dylan. Je ne parle pas français. Alan's already told him that he can never do an interview with him. Um, it, yeah, uh, everyone's chiming in here in the comments, and they're saying that like basically everyone that played did a really, really good job. Um, and there's a, I don't think we could talk about one of the players who came on pretty late in the game yet, but um, he also did quite well. So we talking about player, like one of the trialists that, uh, or either well, trialist has, or someone from the academy team. Correct. Yeah, he does have a name and a number on the back of his shirt. So I don't think he is just an academy player. I mean, he is quite, quite good. But you know, what? I'll wait until the club officially announces him before we uh, start talking about him. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really good year to be an Orange County fan, and I hope that doesn't come to bite me um, in the rear end <laughs> in five months' time. So, so we've sort of already done this transition, right? We were talking about the Ventura match, and I know we've sort of been uh, going back to that, some of the performances we've seen, but we've also sort of looked ahead, talking with about Ronaldo Donis, uh, what to expect from him coming this season and how he'll fit in with this club. Uh, so let's uh, take some time to talk about the, this this season because we're now heading into a match that counts uh, this coming Sunday uh, against Tacoma. Uh, and we will preview that match after we get our guest on. We'll talk to our our, our guest um, and um, we'll talk to our guests. Then we'll preview the, the match against Tacoma. Sorry, I, my, my mind was going all over the place there. So let's look at where Orange County is right now as the game um, comes up, right? Orange County, there's eight teams in the Western Conference Pacific Division. Orange County is now sitting, right now sitting mid-table with no matches played uh, at in fifth place only because there are three teams behind Orange County that have already played matches and are winless. Uh, so when you take that into consideration, Orange County has the better goal differential. Um, they are sitting just behind Tacoma, who they will be playing this weekend. So it's an opportunity right away, your first match of the season, to get into that top four spot. Um, into that playoff position and sort of make that statement that you're going to uh, fight for that. Um, so the teams below Orange County currently are Oakland Roots, San Diego Loyal, sorry, Allen, and uh, Las Vegas Lights, which I think almost anyone um, heading into this season was anticipating uh, uh, a little bit of a mess there for Las Vegas, and probably that's the position that will be most of the season. Um, what are we looking at for Orange County? We're gonna, I'm going to go around to each of you, and then I will also share my thoughts. Just uh, something that you want to – call out preview, whether it is um, sort of your thoughts on where they will finish the season um, or a player or two that you're excited or that you're looking forward to, or you think is going to make a big impact. I'm going to leave it open. This is going to be sort of a very open preview uh, type of uh, uh, or preview of the season type thing. So I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. Oh man, this is. Oof. I wish you'd you're so used to me. You're ago, so, so used to me. You're so used to me giving you such a precise question that when I open it up to you guys, now you guys don't know what to say, right? Yeah, so this is, um, for those of you who don't know, the reason that I mostly do the post-game interviews. Um, 
is because Alan likes to run off back to San Diego and Ray asks a question that no one knows the, what to answer to. Um, if I'm honest, I think this is the, the year that Orange County really needs to make the most out of the players that it has, which means it needs to make the most out of having Adam John on loan, and it needs to make the most out of, I believe, a 33-year-old Thomas Ingevoldson, um, because he clearly works hard, and he said as much, and if you've been following this team, you've seen it, but eventually, um, and maybe Alan can chime in here, or even Ray, uh, your body just stops responding, and it can't play 180 minutes a week. Um, and so I think this is kind of the year to get the two of them. Not that Adam John is that old. I think he's only 30, but um, let's be real. When Adam John came on here and he was very professional and he said, I'm only thinking about this year, but this is a really good opportunity for him to find another MLS side um, and, and jump back up a level. And for Thomasina Voldson, I think it's, you know, you might as well win one this year as opposed to waiting and not having him be in the limelight as much. So I'm going to say kind of those veteran performers, like the Brent Richards, uh, the Michael Roscoe, the Rob Kiernan, uh, Patrick Krakowski as well, uh, the Thomas Inovoldson and Adam Johns, they're going to need to do the bulk of the work this year. What about you, uh, Alan? What do you, what do you, what do you have to say going into the season for Orange County? Uh, I would say I probably wouldn't make it 1.8 minutes of playing at this level of soccer. I would be like one one sprint down the field, and I'd be like, "Oh, I got a I got a cramp, my knee twisted, and my uh, I, I I got some turf toe. I you gotta you gotta, you gotta we gotta swap me out, swap me out." Um, no, I th- I think there's a reason to be excited. Um, I think last year, um, just kind of unlucky. Um, unfortunate not to find some goals that could have really made a huge difference. And last year you, you kind of lived and died game by game. Each three points was magnified, you know, 10 times compared to a, a normal season where, you know, a loss last season was devastating to your standings. A loss this season, it's like, okay, you know, we'll take, learn some lessons. We'll move on. We play this team three more times. Uh, so there's still chances to close gaps, um, especially early in the season. Um, you know, the, I don't see Orange County missing the playoffs. I didn't think they would miss the playoffs last season, uh, but I'm not sure what Los Dos is this year. Um, Sac Republic looks fine, but Tacoma Defiance, who knows? Uh, San Diego Loyal right now is like really struggling to find their offensive form. Uh, so, I mean, you're essentially, I I would put. Orange County kind of in that second, third realm uh, as far as where they can end up this, what they probably should end up this season. Um, and, but I mean, there's no reason a team like this couldn't put together something with a really good coaching staff uh, to, to challenge Phoenix for a top spot. Uh, they're going to have to kind of roll a perfect season to get there, I think, uh, and, and pick up some big wins against some team, some big teams. Um, and then I'm really looking forward to um see how Chris Weehan fits into this offense. I think he's going to bring a little different dynamic approach to the, to the team as well. Um, a, a proven USL guy. Uh, and I think he, he's going to take advantage of some of the space that guys like Thomas and Adam John create. He's going to be that guy that finds some of that space that defenders, when they go to Mark, you know, Ennevoltson, um, or John, these bigger guys, you know, you might pull two center backs 
and you're going to be able to step into some space. And I think a guy like Weehan is really going to take advantage of it. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing, seeing him play um, in an Orange County kit. I feel, I feel bad for sleeping on him uh, a little bit. Um, especially after this, this past game, I think it's kind of an echo off of Allen. Um, he's really similar to Aiden in some ways. He's a little less like pretty when he's on the ball than Aiden, but he's usually a little bit more um, dynamic. Um, if anyone's seen the first goal that Aiden Glenn scored for Phoenix, he was a late arrival in the box, the far post, low cross comes across uh, the six, and he's just got the easiest tap in. Um, and that's kind of the role that Chris Weehan's got here. So it's going to work super well for us. Um, and it is a nice change of pace. So I'm going to go uh, with a crazy, crazy prediction because you guys sort of played it safe. Um, here's my crazy prediction for this season. Orange County is going to finish top of the table in the Pacific Division. They are going to finish ahead of Phoenix uh, this season. Um, I, I, I'm. This is. There's nothing I have but the passion that I'm hearing from the players we've spoken to at least um, through this preseason and even speaking with uh, the coaching staff, the front office staff. I think everyone right now at this club is excited about the build of this roster. I think it, even fans are seeing this roster as a really, really strong and um, really, really well-balanced roster with maybe the midfield being the, the, the weakest part just because of the injury um, uh, situation we have there. Uh, but I think with the veteran presence that we have all around this, the, the the field all around the pitch, whether it's in the scoring positions, the midfield, the, the defense, and even in goal, I think this team can really, really uh, perform well. And I, I, am going to say they are going to battle Phoenix for that top spot. And I, I would not be shocked if they finish ahead of Phoenix at the end of the season. I know Phoenix is off to a great start, two matches, two wins, uh, what a plus six goal differential already. Um, but I think that, uh, this team is going to uh, fight for a championship. And the first step in doing that is coming out on top uh, in the Pacific division. Tell me I'm crazy. Either of you, you could tell me I'm crazy. If you want right now, let me know if you think that's just a, a too crazy of a prediction, or if you guys are sort of on board with that being a possibility. Um, I don't want to be too negative here, Ray, but you're, you're thinking too small, right? Um, I would be happy. I would much rather barely squeak into the playoffs and, and win and get, get the players to hold up, you know, probably a Michael Orozco to get to hold up a cup at the end of the season than I would to finish first. Um, because realistically it's, it's the better thing is to do is to be the best team in the league over a 30 game span. And that's cool and all, but the structure of this means like that only goes so far. And really the thing that, um, matters is not the big big metal plate, but the big metal cup instead. Um, so I would rather maybe barely squeak into the playoffs and have a really good playoff run uh, than, you know, a la 2016, uh, than to win it all and, and go out in the first round, a la FC Cincinnati all the time. Thoughts, Alan? Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I think, you know, looking at who you're going to end up playing against, um, the winner of the Mountain Division is probably going to be a pretty tough team. Uh, we saw what happened when Orange County went to Real Salt Lake. Um, not to bring back those terrible memories, but 
I, I do think that finishing toward the top of the Pacific is kind of your goal. Um, and if you can get to second, you're avoiding playing Fe- any opportunity of playing Phoenix until the Western Conference final. So I think if you want to be gamesmanship, like Pacific 2, Pacific 4 is probably better than Pacific 3 based on how the uh, the seeds work, unless they reseed. Um, uh, it doesn't look like they reseed. Um, so I, I do think like if you get into that Pacific four, you might be able to make a deep run. Um, and I do think winning the playoffs is more important than winning the regular season. Um, that's just how American sports are, are, and you know, it's essentially you're playing a 32 game play in tournament, uh, to get to your spot for the playoffs and, you know, winning that play in tournament is great, but that's the play in tournament, right? It's like winning, uh, getting to that play-in match and winning the play-in match to get to the the playoffs. You didn't make the playoffs until you win that match, according to some fan bases. Uh, so I think that 32-game season is great, and being the best team gets you in the best position to make that final game in the West and make that final in the USL. But, I mean, you have a playoffs. No one lifts a cup at the end of the regular season, so the playoffs are where your goal should be. And if you finish third and win, it doesn't matter uh, no one's gonna be like, well, you didn't win. You didn't win your division. That, that that stops mattering if you win the whole thing. Yeah, you don't get a star um, over your crest if you if you win thirty games or win you know twenty in a row. But you do get a star if you win the final game of the playoffs. So think bigger, Ray. Is I think what we're trying to say. I mean, look Fine, at the San Diego think, Soccer's. I'll Aim think for- bigger, but what's wrong with? winning the regular season, finishing on top of the Pacific division and running through the playoffs and, and lifting that trophy. That'd be awesome. Right. You should have been more specific and said that to begin with. <laughs> all right. All right. I was just going for the regular season prediction at this point, not getting to the playoffs. Cause we will get to playoffs once it gets here. And hopefully we're talking about a lot of that. Playoffs? Um, we're going to, we're going to be talking about playoffs. playoffs? We're going to hold off on, on any further conversation here. Cause we do have uh, a guest joining us uh, for the first time ever on, our podcast. So we're going to welcome him on. Um, and this is one of the players that's going to be uh, fighting for some playing time, but I'm anticipating we'll get to see him um, th- uh, through some matches throughout the season because of some of that congestion. Um, I'm going to just say the first name and then I'm going to ask how the last name is uh, pronounced correctly. So I'm going to welcome on to the podcast. This is Raymond and Raymond. Oh, how do we say that last name? It's Dre. Raymond Dre. Raymond Dre. Yes. Welcome to the orange and black soccer cast for the first time. How's everything going for you, man? Everything is going great so far. Every so far, so good. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I think the fans are excited, and I'm sure the players are all excited for this coming weekend. The first match heading up to Tacoma. Um, yes. Already, sort of in a good spot uh, with some of the other teams in the division already dropping some early matches. Um, give us a your just a quick heads up on. Uh, you know, you joined the team mid last season, yes, uh, I correct. believe, and now you've gotten a full off season with the team, a full preseason. Uh, what uh, what does that mean for you as a player, and and what are you hoping for this coming season? For me personally, it just means you know I gain I'm gaining more experience. You know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm aware that I'm a young player, but um, I just want to keep you know keep pushing, keep like progressing because yeah. So that's pretty much you know off season I learned a lot. It's preseason I'm learning. Now that preseason is over, now we're heading to the, you know, upcoming season. So I'm pretty, pretty excited for that. 
Yeah, definitely. And and you know that this team has some some quality young players on it. What what's a, what is attractive with this team for a young player like yourself and some of the other young players? What uh, what makes this team a, a a good pick for for you and for some of the other youngsters on this team? Let me tell you this: I think Orange County is a great club, very good club for uh, you know for having young players and giving them you know that that professional environment that I think that U.S. soccer needs, you know, that young players like myself, that American players that we all need that professional environment at some point, you know, so, so I, it's like a head start pretty much, you know, for all the young players. So uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity and all my young teammates. So we're all grateful for that. So it's going pretty good so far. Perfect. And, and I just have to let you know, because one of our listeners on Facebook wanted to make sure we let you know that, uh, their son. So this is from Russell on Facebook. Wanted to let you know that their son Parker says hi and that he's hey, bummed Parker. that you didn't get any minutes this weekend. Um, yeah. So just wanted to make sure we uh, we get that uh, out to you. Yeah, because I'm having a groin injury right now. So I'm going through an injury right now. So so that's unfortunate. Hopefully I'll be fit by um, by Tacoma, like when we travel to Tacoma. So I'm currently going through rehab right now. So hopefully I'll be fit till then. So let's see what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know, by all means, don't uh, even risk it on a preseason match. We want you yeah. healthy for the regular season. Of course. Um, of course. Now, last season, I believe you you got to make your actual debut. Last season, you yes. you got to play in a match. Um, yes. Let me know what I, I was that the. Did you play before the? I know you played the Las Vegas match. Did you make an appearance before that one as well? No, I didn't. That was my no. first the professional debut, and it's pretty exciting. What, what's it like for What's it like for a young player like you getting to come out on the pitch for the first time as a professional? Ah. Uh, butterflies you know a lot of butterflies you know even though it wasn't a home game it was like in vegas but still you know i got those butterflies and i just wanted to get on the ball you know so gladly i made a one good play and we got a penalty off of it so it was pretty good perfect um uh with this team here in orange county uh which player maybe has uh taken you under his arm to show you the ropes or trying to help you develop the most is there a player that you've built that relationship yes. with uh, more than others yes, yes. Definitely Michael Roscoe. Definitely this man. Every, every training session, you know, um, there's a lot of couple out there, but he's probably the main guy that um, he tells me, you know, he like pushes me in training, he, uh, even in games, you know. So and I, there was one preseason game that, uh, that I got an assist for him. So it was pretty exciting to get an assist for this guy because I really, really do respect this guy. And, you know, I have a lot of love for him. So I appreciate everything he's doing for me, you know. So I'm going to hand it over to, to Dylan. He has a question for you. Yeah. All right, Raymond. Um, you signed here when you were 16 last year. Um, yes. A very belated birthday to you back in October. But yes. um, before you signed, you actually spent a little bit of time on trial um, with Tottenham. Yes. And um, oh, my God. Who else? Oh, Fulham. Spent a little bit of time in London. Got distracted there. Um, so obviously, you've seen the change. You've been involved in the camp. This offseason, you've seen kind of the larger role that some of the Rangers technical staff have had. Um, can you compare those two experiences all? I know you're, it was just um, on trial for you in London, but I mean, how, how are things changing and, and like what similarities are you seeing between two top flight sides um, or I should say one top flight side uh, in yeah. Orange County? So there's definitely similarities, you know, but a lot of differences. So the similarities are that, you know, Tottenham, Fulham, they're all it's a professional team. You know, they, from a young age, I was I've been there when I was like 14, 15. 
just professional, you know, like they treat every player the same, even it doesn't matter if you're on trial or not, just they treat treat you the same. They just want you to do good, you know. Obviously, you know, the teammates there, they just, you know, they don't want you to take their spot, you know, so they're obviously going to have those looks, but um, the coaching staffs were amazing. So those are the similarities from there to here. But of course, now I'm in first team, you know, players that are very experienced and so yeah, that's that's probably the differences that like the difference, the main difference, experienced players pretty much. And I like that you actually mentioned taking spots. Um, so yeah. speaking of taking players' spots, you know, which ex experienced first team are you trying to steal the uh, starting eleven from? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm really like working hard, you know, working hard towards that. I'm really trying to take someone's spot <laughs> someone's spot but uh it'll come it'll come i just got to keep working hard and develop as a player and i feel like i'm just learning everything and even from the players that you know that are way more experienced than me that are currently on that spot that i'm trying to be at um they're they're actually helping me and they're you know being very very like very understanding but um at the end of the day we're gonna have you know i'm 17 you're 27 28 doesn't matter at the end of the day we're both fighting for the same thing so so that's all. So let me just jump on to Dylan's question really quick, and then we'll hand it over to Alan. So which player then out of the, 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 the key starting 11 are you most similar to that? Basically, you would fit right in there in that starting 11. If, if, you, if you had to say, I'm not saying you're replacing them, but which okay. one do you yeah. most closely resemble? I would, I would probably say Chris Weehan. I would say Chris Weehan. He's a great, great player and a great guy too. Often on, like, on and off the pitch, he's just – Amazing, amazing. He's a great right, guy. So, so Chris Weehan, he's coming for your job. We heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> We're going to bring him back on the show. Hey, you, you guys, guys can you guys get out it, here. You guys pushed it a little. I'm not going <laughs> to It was a very well thought out answer to avoid ask, ask, answering the right question. So for a 17-year-old, like way to go handling the press questions of yes. not answering the question that you wanted to be asked. Uh, so being kind of a younger guy, um, who has the best social media game on the team and who is like the worst social media guy on the team? To be honest, I don't really look at it. You know, I don't really look at um, uh, social media who has the most, who has, but I think, I think Rob is up there. Um, yeah. Rob is definitely up there. And uh, oh, I don't know. I think, I think Rob has the most from what, from my research. Yeah. And whoever has the least, I don't know. Maybe Kirill. Kirill, the our new signings this year, so probably him. So Ooh, who who else been able to talk to about him yet? Right. Uh, <laughs> who's got the best tunes on the team? What does that mean, tunes? Like who's, who's running? Who's running? Who's running the ox in the? In okay. The, in the yeah, definitely Nathan. Nathan Smith. He's running the ox. He's got some good music before the games. Motivation. All right. Music. All right. <laughs> so all right. Well, let, let me ask a really quick, a quick follow up on that as well. What's uh, what song is is his like his go to song? So when we get him back on the show, we can uh, ask him to sing it for us. He has many. I don't really know. I don't really know. But he, I think he put "Last Breath" by uh, Future. Last, it's pretty good. You know nice. the nice. from the Creed from the movie Creed. He put that. It's pretty <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, favorite local. This is a fan question for Andy King. Favorite local restaurant or business. Oh, I, li I like going to Irvine Spectrum. I've been there so many times, and uh, I would probably go with uh, 
CPK, California Pizza Kitchen, and uh, Irvine Spectrum. I love, I love going there. I just love going there. <laughs> it's good to go with the like uh, club affiliate restaurant there too. You're like, hey, nice. no one, no one yeah. in the front office is going to be like, oh come on, you should have mentioned this other one. <laughs> It's a, it's a safe. <laughs> he's he's getting an A grade today on this on yeah, this interview. Right, right, we're gonna pro, say that right, right now, right? <laughs> Media pro, right? Chad, you didn't get this guy more interviews. He's nailing it. Uh, what's your go-to order then? What do, what do you get at CPK? Probably uh, penne pasta with pink sauce. I like I like tomato and cream like on the top. So it's pretty. Yeah, that's my main. That's my go-to. <laughs> that's pretty All ballsy right. to go to a pizza place and get pasta. That's like that's like yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a good move. I'm not gonna lie, it is, it is, it is. But I'm not gonna lie. I obviously I've, I've began like just to order pizza there. So I was like, maybe I'll change it up, and I really started to like that. So, so ever since, yeah. <laughs> All right, Raymond, you're going back home to Woodland Hills. Um, what's your go-to restaurant in the uh, in the eight one eight? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I'm just so. I'm so familiar with that because, uh, you know, like I go with my parents a lot, you know, every, every weekend, let's say I finish a game. I just go like, just hang out with my parents, with my family. Cause family, there's only one, you know? So I'm just, every possibility I have, I just go, you know, coach tells me you have a day off tomorrow. I go, I go back home. I go just see my family. And then I just come back a day after it's, but, um, my go-to probably would be, uh, another Italian restaurant, but, um, I would probably El Formeo. It's like, it's a village next to like Woodland Hills. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It's a pretty good Italian restaurant. So yeah, that's my go-to, definitely. Now we all have something to do the next time we're up in LA. I was going to say, I'll have right. to check that out because I do have a friend that lives uh, out that oh, way, I believe. So I'll have to check that out. Nice. <laughs> Let's uh let me, let me just want to just ask a couple more questions here and then we'll let you go. Um, one thing I do want to ask is uh, a little bit back to soccer, but uh what, who's like the first coach that sort of inspired you to that or, or led you to believe that you can get to this level, get, become a pro? Like who's that first coach that comes to mind that, that, that started it for you? So I played in many teams in the U S many teams, uh, youth teams. And, um, definitely, uh, I don't know if you guys know this club, it's called Oxnard United. So I've been there for a year or two and there was a coach named Chava. Chava is, he just, he just made me believe that I, he, he told me, he told me, cause at one point I just, you know, as, as young as it sounds, I was like 14, 13. I kind of lost hope. I was, maybe it's not for me. You know, I told myself, maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's, but he told me, he came, um, he pulled me aside and he told me, Raymond, this is for you. This is for you. This is your sport. I'm telling you, you have, you have all what it takes it's all here now you just got to fix what's what's ever in here and you're set and when i when i heard that i everything changed everything changed my mentality i just and i just kept going ever since so i really really grateful for him very grateful and in a in a completely different um like true it's like nice to hear that and you're like oh good like a coach believed in you and like yeah. has pushed you and and now you know hopefully this year we get to reap the rewards of of that work over the last yes, few years. Yes, um, yes. And now we get to go to my personal favorite question. Um, what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? Vegetable. I like cucumber. That's my personal favorite. Uh, prepare, I just put lemon and salt, a little bit of salt and I just 
go right in. <laughs> no, right. no, no chili powder or anything on top of no, that either. No, no, no. Oh, that's the no, way I like it. Get a little bit of the lemon, the, yeah, the chili yeah, powder. True, but I like it on fruits. I like it on fruits, <laughs> not vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Wait, is cucumber? This is actually maybe is cucumber a fruit then? Oh, well, now you're asking, a Brad, oh, now you're asking a Brad this question. This is not a you question. Don't worry, Raymond. <laughs> Stand out. We're not going to keep you here all night debating this. This is a, a later question. Yeah, it's something when we get to the end where we just start uh, spewing out random facts or thoughts, and and that's where we'll get to. So that's perfect. Um, we're gonna uh, wrap it up here. I want to just ask you before we let you go: Is there any last message you have for the fans? that are listening to this uh, as we head into the, the start of the regular season? Yes. So I just want to say um, you're in for a treat this year. Hopefully we're going to provide you guys with the best soccer here in the in the USL League. And, and just the, the amount of talent that we have this year is incredible. You know, everyone's just fighting every, every training session. And you guys are going to enjoy. And that's our goal your guys to enjoy and to win games that's our goal and hopefully we're going to lift this trophy by the end of the season so that's our that's our main goal right here so yes guys perfect we love to hear it and i know the fans love to hear that type of answer yes. and that type of uh, yes. excitement about the season i want to thank you raymond for taking some time to join us course, tonight on this episode and we look forward to speaking to you again in the future uh no ladies and gentlemen that's uh, orange county uh, sc uh, uh sees raymond dre thank you so much for joining us tonight raymond Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Perfect. Hey, awesome. Awesome to hear that type of excitement coming into the season from the players. And again, we've heard this from many a player during this preseason. A lot of the players are really excited about this roster build. Um, even the front office, the coach staff, they're excited about what this roster has on it. That's why, uh, again, I, I, I should have been more clear that I'm looking past the regular season, but at this point, I'm just focusing on what, the team could do the regular season in I, I really do truly believe that they can finish top of the table uh, in the Pacific division. Um, and, and to do that, they're going to have to get off to a really, really strong start. Correct. And that starts going to begin this Sunday uh, against Tacoma defiance in Tacoma. Um, the, the cool thing is they are the Tacoma's playing a match against San Diego, like three days before that. So San Diego is going to potentially be able to wear them out. So when we play them uh, a little, bit of a better opportunity for orange County. Um, so let's talk about that again. Tacoma has played one match. It was a draw. Uh, we're sitting just behind them in the standings because of the way things lay out. Uh, what are your thoughts heading into this match? Dylan uh, is orange County ready um, with, you know, all these other teams having started. I think there's only three teams that have yet to play a match. That's orange County Memphis. And I believe Austin is the other team that hasn't played a match yet. Um, is that a good thing, bad thing? And what are you anticipating for Orange County in this match against Tacoma? I'm not high on Tacoma. Um, it's another year and another year, which means they probably won't be all that great of a team. I do think it's maybe a little bit too early in the season for um, a team to not be able to bounce back within four days. Um, if anything, it gives them maybe a little bit of a, of a leg up over Orange County. Um, but, you know, we've already played a USL League 2 level team. So, hey, right, bring on another. Why not? Um, it's probably not going to be a 6-0 victory. And I'm sure I'll eat my words when Orange County, like, concedes some crazy goal for some reason. Um, but I, th I think ultimately Orange County is clearly a much better team than Tacoma. Um, this is an opportunity for the first time in how many years to start the season off 
well um, and with a win. I think 2017 was the last time Orange County won the first game of the season. And why not this year? There's enough good players. Um, as Andy says, they drew Galaxy 2-1-1. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a two-team. They're hard to predict. Um, Tacoma's a little bit easier to predict just because they're not usually as good. Should I give a score prediction? Did you ask for that? I don't know. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that after we oh, talk okay, about good, good, a good. little bit. Um, Alan, your thoughts heading into this match. Knowing that they're playing your San Diego just a few days before, too. Yeah, I think Tacoma is a team where you got to play a full 90. Uh, we saw this with against L.A. I think L.A. probably should have walked away with three points, but they get a Tacoma gets a goal in the sixth minute of stoppage time. Um, kind of probably against the run of play for most of the match. Um, it's one of those teams where if you let them hang around, they have a chance of pulling some points off you. Uh, so you got to look for Orange County to come out strong um, and try to get an early goal to kind of settle things down and, and to make it feel like they're not chasing the game. Uh, LA, who knows what they're like? I think Andy put this in the chat too. Who knows how good LA is? So you, it's really tough to tell when they're really early because some teams look great against teams that are going to end up being bad that you think are better. Um, but, you know, playing on the road with Tacoma at home, I mean, we've seen Orange County, a really good Orange County side, go up there and not do as well. Um, so hopefully Orange County just plays them like they're the best team in the West, goes out there, puts in a good defensive uh, setup, and uses their offensive firepower to uh, punch a couple goals through. Um, but like I said, if you leave, let Tacoma hang around, they might be able to pull some points off you. And yeah, yeah, I think um, some of the uh, difficulties of being an Orange County fan over the past couple seasons maybe is that Orange County sometimes plays to the level of their opponents and then lets those lower quality opponents sneak through with either a draw or even a, a win for the, for the opponents. I, I, I'm hoping... And part of my excitement coming into the season and the thought that they can really finish high up on the table and finish on top is that uh, you got a strong veteran presence on this team all around this roster now. I'm hoping there's this um, fire to not drop those matches that you should be winning uh, and and keep all the points that you should be obtaining throughout the season um, to ensure you get to the top of the table. And I, I, I think this team is ready for that. I think all across the board, this roster is set for that. Uh, so the scary part is with Tacoma. It's, it's a two team. So like both of you said, you'd never know what they are going to put on the, on the, the roster. And unfortunately the, the rules in the USL are so vague on what can happen with this, right? Is, uh, I, I know, I, I know sounders aren't going to do this, but they could pretty much send a bunch of first team players down, um, to play right for, for Tacoma, as long as they were registered on the roster or something like that, which sort of sucks in that. I think we saw that, uh, with Las Vegas in, in one of their matches season where it was like 10 players from the first team got sent down to Las Vegas for, for one of the matches, which maybe not the best players on the roster, but still it's scary when you're hearing, you know, 10 MLS players dropping down and being put on a roster for the USL squad. Um, worry, no, I, I, the Sounders huh? play on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So, so no worries. There's going to be no playing? cross over there. They play LAFC. Yeah. And with okay. that, with that, Las Vegas, with that Las Vegas game, they were playing in LA. So it was super easy to send a bunch of kids down. Cause it's literally just down the street. Like they sent them from LA to Carson. So then maybe Seattle's going to send their first team players down on Thursday against San Diego. 
I, at this point, <laughs> I don't think they need to. <laughs> but um, I, I'm I'm anticipating a victory for Orange County this match. I'm hoping they're 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 focused. They're ready for this. It sounds like again, all the players we've spoken to that we've brought on this preseason sound like they are focused on the season. They are ready for it and they're confident in what this team can bring. Uh, I think this is this is the first season where we've had. Uh, you know, players come on throughout the preseason to talk to us. So can't really compare it to previous seasons, but it, it brings the excitement to know that these players are ready for this. And it sounds like they are, they're here to, to win the championship. They're not here just to collect a paycheck and, and, and play some soccer. They sound like everyone we've had on here, they want to win, which is an awesome thing to hear when you have these players on here. Uh, let's jump into some score predictions for this match. Uh, so I want to hear a uh, score prediction and the star of the match. And I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. Three one, Chris Wehan. Sorry, Alan, let me say what that about better. You? Chris Wehan. Okay. <laughs> uh, two nil, Thomas and Volton. <laughs> um, so let me ask this gentleman: Do I go with my typical uh, prediction to help us win with uh, the uh, the whole thing, Dylan? I'm yeah. going to ask you: Do yeah. I do it? No, it's it's 2021. It's a new year. <laughs> Got to switch it up. Got to do something new. Uh, I'm going to go three, one orange County. And I will say the uh, man of the match is going to be, uh, I'm going to give it to, uh, let's give it to Anna Volton. Um, his return into the orange County roster. Um, let's give it to him. So you just, just took Alan and I and, and just mixed the two. And yeah. Good. Yeah. Just, Very you know, original. mesh your answer together. So that way I don't have to think much, right? That's the way it really works. Um, Perfect. So that is that. Let's move on. Let's just ask, like I like to do every week, is there any other soccer-related uh, news or thoughts that either of you want to talk about before we wrap things up? Congratulations to the Portland Thorns on winning the uh, w- NWSL Challenge Cup, uh, another fantastic tournament. Um, and NWSL regular season starts soon, so uh, go check it out. M M W M L S? No, that's not what I is that what I said? N W S L N W S L. One of those acronyms soup. is correct. Alphabet soup. It's been a long day. And I would not hate that. N W S L to San Diego. I, that's the rumor, right? So I mean, I'd support that. Uh, what about you, Dylan? Anything? You know, I really thought I had something like yesterday or maybe even earlier today, but I've since forgotten. So I will spare you my thoughts for once on this podcast. Perfect. Then we can head on to our random thoughts for this episode. We can actually keep this episode under an hour potentially here. That's awesome. Uh, we'll go to you first, Dylan, with your random thought for this episode. And let's be better than last episode where everyone said they had no random thought. You know, out of spite, that makes me not want to say anything, but I will actually um, give it that. Just keep things fresh fun and relevant uh cucumber is a vine plant uh, in the gourd family that bears fruits but they are used as vegetables so i'm gonna give it to raymond either or either or fruit or a vegetable i don't know chime in send us an email an email tag us on twitter (laughs) send us an email at info at no, send it to guys. Dylan at OCSCpodcast.com. Do if anyone wants to send Dylan an email, that's where you can send it to him. Dylan at OCSCpodcast.com. Uh, send your hate mail to everyone. Now. Yes. I, I like your thoughts. 
my random thought is um, as things start to open up and life returns back to normal, think about some of the positive lessons we've learned about checking in on friends and, and being there uh, for each other as we start to come back to normal. Uh, and I can't wait to come up to an Orange County game uh, and share some uh, some soccer and maybe some pre and or post uh, beverages uh, before and or after a match uh, with these two fine gentlemen, but anyone else who's listening, um, just as we come back to normal, just make sure we're not being jerks about it um, and love each other. And we can include Brad when he, if, if, and when he makes it down this way, if you guys can both make it at the same time, we could do a, uh, we can add Brad to that group. Um, I actually have three things I want to just sort of quickly talk about, but we're going to keep this under an hour. Uh, first comment I want to make is uh, sort of a proud soccer coach moment. As many of you know, if you've listened to this podcast in the past, I do coach my eight-year-olds uh, soccer team. It's it's a bunch of eight, nine, and I think eight, nine-year-olds. Uh, we've been most of us have been together for the past four years playing spring, winter, and fall soccer. Uh, and there's this one team in the league that beats us each and every time we play them. Sometimes it's been like, you know, 10 to nothing in the past. Uh, for the first time this past weekend, we came out victorious 2-1. And that was even with yours truly making a big mistake for 10 minutes and playing shorthanded with only six players on the pitch. It's a 7v7 league. I... I had a player that was there for the first like 15 minutes of the game and then had to leave for his club uh, club match. And so at the beginning of the match, I had two subs. And when halftime came along and we started back in the second half, I made sure I had two subs sitting there, sent the rest of the players out on the pitch, real, not realizing in the top of my head that, hey, we're down a man. Uh, so uh, we unfortunately, we did give up a goal during that time, but we also scored a goal during that time. Um, and that's how we ended up 2-1. So it, they didn't lose because of me, but that made it even more exciting to see them come away victorious. And all the moms on the team got a, a day early Mother's Day present for that because most of these mothers have been watching this this, this team beat us each and every season. Um, one thing, uh, my second topic comes from that game, and I want to ask you gentlemen really quick, have you ever heard this type of rule? Uh, there was a play where one of my players was dribbling the ball down the left side, um, uh, uh, the player from the other team swung his foot to try and get the ball, missed the ball, but tripped my player. The ref didn't blow the whistle. Uh, I asked the ref, you know, about that. And he said, well, if he makes a play for the ball, it doesn't matter if he trips them. Um, it's it, so I didn't blow my whistle. Have you guys ever heard that when it comes to soccer, as long as you make a play on the ball, it doesn't matter if you trip the player. No, it's literally the opposite, but I'm glad this has become Ray's <laughs> youth soccer grade fest. Everyone it's been real. <laughs> See you next week. No, no, no. I just wanted Alan, your thought. Uh, yeah, I agree with Dylan. It's the opposite. You can try to kick a player and miss, and it's still a foul. Um, yeah, stupid. That's how I picked up all my cards when I was playing. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy and being sort of getting on the ref for that. So I, I, I didn't like do anything really bad, but I, you know, that. Um, last thing I want to mention is. Um, if anyone is, and this is going to be sort of a, a promo, but not really, uh, if anyone's in the look uh, or looking for a new vehicle, you can head on out to Garden Grove Kia. Um, the team out there at Garden Grove Kia is pretty awesome. They um, made the process really easy, and I just purchased a new vehicle for my wife there. At really simple, best price that I could get for the vehicle. Uh, so uh, ask for Toshi if you do call them um, so he can hook you up uh, with a great deal there at Garden Grove Kia. Sweet. Uh, Hashtag ad, bro. I hope we're getting paid for this. 
hey, you know what? I I promised them if they could make it an easy process for me, I would give them a shout out on my podcast. So that's why I'm doing it. They shout made it out. easy. They uh they um you know gave me a great deal. So I just wanted to honor my promise to them when I was talking to them. So ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up our podcast here for this last episode before the game start to count. The next time we meet together on this podcast, we're going to be talking about a real game that counted uh, and, and either our excitement or our disappointment from the results. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I want to um, first, before we go, give a uh, chance for each of you to let our listeners that are not watching know where they can follow you on social medias. Go Alan. A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Dylan. At OCSC underscore Dylan on Twitter. Perfect. You can follow me at DJ Ray Samora on Twitter. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or go to our website, OCSCPodcast.com to listen to each and every one of our episodes, read anything we've had to say, uh, you know, visit, look around the website, see what there is to do there. Um, and I also, before we go, want to thank our guest, Raymond Dre, for joining us today. It was awesome speaking with him. Uh, and, you know, of course, Dylan, Allen, thank you so much for everything you put into this each and every week. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. We wouldn't do this without you all listening to us. So we appreciate that uh, for Dylan, for Allen, for Raymond. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. I'm Ray and we are out. Oh.